we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Homosexuality is the ultimate worship of man as God. It is the end of it. Homosexuality is the highest, the highest uh, respect you can pay carnally to another man by giving him your sexuality. That's what they do in gangs. Now, the kingpin of the gang, the leader of the Crips and the head leader of the blood. I mean, if you want to move up and rank in that organization, gang banging, you will be raised up to a high level. But there's only one way. Hollywood. It, to even get a movie deal. You want to be a model? You want to be a famous model? It's only one way. It's because this is how you show or pay respect to another man in the highest form. It's worship by giving him that. Because that's what a woman does for a man. She gives him herself sexually and he covers her. Right? And that's why God said it was an abomination for a man or it, it, was a per, it was a perversion for a man to be covered by a man. A man cannot be covered by another man. He said, it's, he said it, is, it, it is abominable uh, for a man to have his head covered. That means there's no mediator between God and man. That's perversion because Jesus is the mediator. Right? But the Catholic Church moved Jesus out of the way and put a man there. Perversion, And that's why now all of our churches, everybody's talking about who's your spiritual what? Covering. Who's your covering? Well, the pastor's the covering. No, he's not the covering of the people. God is the covering. A man can't cover. No, a man can only cover one person. And who is that? His wife. His wife. His daughter. And then he passes that covering of his daughter to another man when she does what? When she gets married. Then that's it. Look at somebody say, that's it. There ain't no man covering a bunch of single women in his church. They wonder why no men are in there. That's why we have so many men in this church, because these men are covering their wives. And they know I don't want the job. That's your woman. Amen. I got a hard enough time trying to make mine happy. I don't need your woman in queue. What are you talking about? Man, <laughs> But if you lose respect for men and disrespect them, they don't come to church. And that's why you go to a church and it's full of nothing but what? Women. That's because the pastor's covering everybody. And men are insulted by that. How are you going to cover my wife? How are you going to give my wife the tools to run my house? How are you going to empower my wife to be the spiritual leader of my house? Don't make any sense. That's why he don't go. I'm preaching in here. That's all right. You don't have to like it. But it's because we got this junk out of order that this LGBT thing has a way to keep going. Because they point at the church and saying, look at the church. The church is out of order. They don't even know who's up here, who's supposed to be pastor. You got a woman pastor in that church. You're not training your women up to be wives. You're training them up to be head of the house. What does that tell the, the gay agenda? You pushing your daughter to be the head of her house? Look at somebody say that's out of order. Yeah, somebody fell in the wrong church this morning. They sitting thinking, good gracious. Man, I should have kept going down keist. <laughs> Lesbianism is a byproduct of sodomy. 
Lesbianism happens when the men are out of line. Whenever men do not fight against the schemes of, of the enemy, women and children always what? Suffer the consequences. This scripture, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said, why is he talking to the woman? And why is the woman talking to a snake? Adam should have chimed in. But because he didn't, mankind failed. As a consequence to the man not standing up. God did not come to the woman first. When God came walking in the garden, he looked for the man and said, Adam, what is going on? That's because the man is the head and the lesbian and sin. Women uh, do these things as a byproduct of what the men do. Women are reactors. Men are the actors. The women can only do what the men do. Amen. So when the men are sorry, the women are sorry. Men are high quality. Their women are high quality. Oh, I'm preaching in here. I know I am. I said that last week. I said, you know, the the man is the head of the woman as Christ is the head of the church. I gave you the illustration. That means Christ is everything to the church. So the man is everything to the woman. Somebody got on Facebook yesterday. Nah, I don't believe that. Who asked you? Why do people think that Facebook is their opportunity to argue with I showed you in the Bible and you still disagree. You need to be on Satan.com. Why are you on this page? But that shows you people just feel like they can feel whatever they want to feel and govern themselves accordingly. No, there are rules. And that's what we're reading. We're reading rules. And this is so crazy. Even the beliefs that don't have rules, Gnostic beliefs, where there are no rules. Their rule is no rules. Man, you, you, you doing rules. You, you, you messing up the rules. Because the rules. That's like non-denomination. Yeah, my church is non-denominational. Oh, so you that denomination. No, I'm no denomination. You're that denomination. The denomination of non-denomination. The LGBT's antichrist agenda is no longer subtle. The LGBT is spearheading an aggressive, overt operation to overhaul what? Biblical Christianity. Why are y'all coming after what I believe? Why are you coming after my biblical views? Just because I don't believe your view. And then call me the bully. No longer are homosexuals victims, but they are now leading the charge because of their power and money in our society. They knew once I get TV, once I get film, once I get media, they're set because they're controlling everything we like. And most of what we just can't seem to put down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the number one show I was on a poll the other day. Number one show. Among the Christian community is Game of Thrones. Gay sex scenes, men with men, nasty, everything is in that. And that's the number one show. Look, it's quiet now. And scandal. Adultery, nasty, filth. Two men, they put anything in that. And they know you're going to just, give me some of that too. I'll take that on my plate. 
the Christians ain't turning off nothing. They're constantly perverting us. And then when it comes time for us to pass judgment on stuff like this, we got to be silent. Well, it's nasty, but it depends on how you're looking at it. What? Have <laughs> you looking at it through nasty eyes? Your eyes are nasty. They have taken control over major areas of influence and are now making their move to take over the what? They're taking over the world. Why are they taking over the world? I'm going to tell you in a minute. First John 2 and it's 18, little children. It's the last time, which means it is the end time. This is it. He said, you've heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many what? Antichrist. Whereby this is how we know that we are in the last time. The ancient kingdoms of Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome were all given over to sodomy. Homosexuality was common practice and tragically the impetus for the destruction of many powerful kingdoms. America is following this pattern and God's judgment will soon correct this problem again. Every time this problem comes up, it gets corrected. And that's because God could just sit back. It's going to correct itself. He said that he gave them over, gave them up to a reprobate mind in uh, Romans uh, 1 and 28 so that they can keep doing what they were doing. And it said that they received the recompense or payment for their own actions. Yeah, because you keep homosexuality up, folks going to keep dying because men are going to keep catching AIDS and killing themselves. They die of one or two things. AIDS and suicide. Suicide because your brain will not allow you to continue to accept what you're doing. Proverbs 14 and 34. Righteousness will exalt the nation, but sin is a reproach, a reproach to any people. Why homosexuality? Why is this the sin of choice for the Antichrist agenda? The LGBT agenda is prevalent. It is the undoing. This is why. It is the undoing of God's law and order. And the perversion of his most precious thing. You want to hurt somebody? Hurt their most precious and valued thing. And this is what the devil seeks to do. God's most precious and valued thing is his creation of man. In his image and in his what? So you change the image, change the likeness, and you upset God because that is his most valued thing. Does that make sense? So this is the devil going after what he knows God is proud of. Genesis 1 27. So God created man in his own what? Image. And in the image of God created he then created he him male and female created he them. So he's letting you know I made a man. Then I made a woman and I made the man to go with the woman and the woman to go with the man. They fit perfectly together. That's my image. And I preach in here. The devil and his followers seek to defile God's precious creation and change their image from the likeness of God. So in other words, they don't just not want God's rules and laws, but they don't want to look like God in any way. So they change their image through homosexuality, through perversion, so that they don't look like God. So man and man and woman and woman doesn't look like God because that's not how his creation was created to function. Homosexuals cannot owe. Romans 1 and 25. Who change the truth of God into a what? And worship and serve. Remember I told you that this is the highest, this is the highest uh, worship you can pay to another man by serving the man sexually as a man. He says, 
to, uh, and worship the, and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. That's exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about the worship of the creature. This is why they built statues to false gods and all of these different things. They begin to promote the creation and worship the creation instead of the creator. And how do you worship a man? How do you pay the, the highest respects and honor to him as a man? By archbishoping. <laughs> Homosexuals cannot procreate. Thus, same-sex unions distort and mock the blessed marriage between men, man and woman. Same-sex unions defy God's intent for our existence. In other words, God said, be fruitful and what? If you're homosexual, you say, well, I'm not going to be fruitful and I'm not going to multiply. I'm going to go against God's order. But see, we started as a church doing this a long time ago when we stopped grooming our daughters to be wives and grooming our sons to be husbands. Oh, I'm preaching now. Y'all want to hear it? No, no, no. We want to set our daughter up so she'll be independent, have her own thing, get her own thing. And if a man just happens to maybe almost possibly be interested in you, then maybe. But other than that, get out there, girl. Get student loans. Raise yourself up and become the head of your own house. Now, how do you fit a man in that? You the head of your house? What what you give up your house? Oh, see, got quiet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the homosexuals was watching this the whole time. And they knew once the church stopped pushing what God was pushing, because God told them in Jeremiah 23, He told them, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no, no. Send your sons out and go find wives for them. So that y'all can come together and have children. He said, the only way you're going to fight in Babylon, the only way you're going to fight the anti- antichrist agenda of Babylon is to show creation. Procreate. Once you procreate, you'll have numbers. Once you have numbers, you can be examples. Once you're examples, your life will preach and testify of the creator. It's okay. You don't have to clap. That's Bible. You argue with the Bible? Are we in Babylon now? Yes. Yes. Are we in bondage now? Yes. Yes. You're not in bondage? Go to your job and say, all homosexuals are going to hell when they die. Go go, go see see what kind of freedom you have. You will be totally free after you do that. Pink slipping on. (laughs) Here you go. Now you're free. You wanted a free society. (laughs) There you go. You're free. (laughs) Ain't nobody in here free. Don't you be. Look at somebody say, don't be fooled. You are not free. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I love America. I'd rather have this version of freedom than other versions. But this one is messed up too. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. What's the natural use of a woman? Duh. Creation roles. Y'all, this is important stuff. You better hear it. We are designed by our what? Creator. We are designed by our creator. Our function, purpose, and creation what? Order. Is given to us by the word of God. God didn't just make us, but he gave us 
a manual to show how we are to be operated. Yes, he did. He gave us instruction on how we work. How we function. How we are supposed to operate. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Moreover, our physical attributes are complementary to our roles and function. That means not only did God make you, but he gave you the stuff to do what you need to do. He made your body so it would fit with someone else's body. And if you're a woman, he gave you stuff so it'll fit with a man and children. Amen. I don't believe in all that old man boob junk. If I see that, I'm slapping it off a man. Don't you come around me trying to breastfeed with a bag over your sleeve. That guy's knocked that mess down and get milk everywhere. That's some foolishness. Oh, man, it ain't on me. That means I'm not supposed to do it. Baby wrestling and hold this old hard chest. Get me off of this. That's why after you have a baby, you have excess weight on you. Why are you trying to watch Billy Blanks and you just had a baby and you trying to breastfeed? You better keep the, You better stay mushy. You're mushy for a reason. No, y'all. No, no. I'm serious. I'm serious because these young women be trying to be fine too quick. You ain't supposed to be fine quick again. And why are you trying to be fine anyway? You just had a baby. You better let stuff heal on its own. You don't know you messing stuff up. Your body, you send your body in the shock. That's why your milk dry up quick. That's why you... See, y'all know I'm a bootleg doctor anyway. I know what I'm talking about. Bootleg OBG. Yeah, what you doing on the treadmill? Bre- trying to breastfeed. Who I got to get my body back right. Your body is right. It's right for that baby. That baby won't even go to sleep on you. If you don't feel right. It won't latch. It won't latch. That's because it think it's on a man's chest. Man, I'm preaching in here. Ain't nobody listening. They ain't listening to me. They think I don't know because I'm young. I know what I'm talking about. You better let your body do what your body does. Let it do it on its own. Trying to not eat so you won't get bigger. Every time you get hungry, you're supposed to eat. That's right. Because the baby's hungry. And ain't nobody looking at you. Ain't nobody looking at you. And go to the mall and them dudes will still holler at you. Milk shooting out and everything. <laughs> Ma. Gotta get them digits. Ma. Ma. Some of them got the pacifier in their mouth when they talking to you. Chewing it. Hi, Ma. Genesis 1 and 28. God blessed them and God said unto them, do what? Be fruitful and what? And do what? And then do what? When there's enough of you, you can do what? Take over. You want to change things? We ain't raising up no politician in here. That's Holy Ghost field to get in the cabinet to try to change some stuff around a bunch of Freemasons. That's not going to work. If you want to change some stuff, be fruitful, multiply, 
Replenish the earth. I mean, get you some numbers. And then once you got the numbers, what can you do? Take over. That's why Pharaoh started killing the, the firstborn. He's like, uh-oh, they're about to take over Egypt. It's too many of them. Yes. Uh, but if you're pushing your daughter and son to only be career-oriented and you're pushing them out there to do this and do that, then they're just falling, falling right in line with the LGBT agenda. If you're not going to use your body for what God created it to be used for, then how are you going to argue with them? They're doing the same thing. Redefining why they were created. The LGBT lifestyle is diametrically opposed to the functions of our physical bodies. And this leads to confusion and what? Death. When you go against your body's function and try to function the way your body didn't tell you to function, you're messing up. And it's going to lead to your confusion. You're confused. And it's going to lead to death. Because your body's not going to function outside of its natural function for long. Your body's eventually going to give up. Yes, 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 it is. Yes, yes, it is. Leviticus 18 and 22. Thou shalt not lie with what? Mankind as if it was a woman. I mean, is it any more clear than this? Thou shalt not lay with mankind as if it was a woman. It is an abomination. Can it get any clearer than that? Well, that's the Old Testament. It's okay now. What? The church has not promoted the creation plan of God. And therefore, the world is lacking understanding of it. Can I preach in here? Y'all going to let me preach? The world is lacking understanding. The Bible tells us how, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher so because it's not being preached because it's not being preached over the mega church pulpits because it's not being preached on the tv uh tbn and all these different shows nobody's preaching god's creation plan so the world doesn't know the world think they can just take their body and do whatever they want to do they think they can just take their lives and do whatever they want to do and not follow the creation plan of god the creation plan for the man to be the head of the woman as Christ is the head of the church. For the woman to submit, be submissive to the man and reverence her husband. For them to be fruitful and to multiply. These things aren't being taught. But they should be taught from a very young age. When your daughter's old enough to comprehend, you ought to be grooming her to be a wife. See, that's okay. I don't need your amens. You ought to be grooming her. When your son is old enough, you ought to have him doing some kind of responsibilities around the house. So he can know how to be a provider. So when he grows up, he can take care of a family. He's not growing up to provide for himself. He's not getting a job just so he can work. He's working for a family. So he can be like God and procreate and produce himself in his image and in his likeness. But how are you going to do that without a woman? If the woman out there on the grind getting theirs... What the man's supposed to use? So the men begin to turn on each other. I'm preaching. The new age agenda reverses the plan of God for men and women. And promotes the antichrist agenda of what? Reversal. Whenever you reverse the roles, that's antichrist. The, reverse, the, the roles were reversed in the, in the uh, Garden of Eden. 
And that's where it all began. As soon as the woman ate first and gave to the man, she became the leader. She led the man into deception. And she was in charge then because she was enlightened first because she ate first. And the Bible tells us that the man was not caught in the transgression, but the woman was. It was the, I mean, the man wasn't deceived. It was the woman that was deceived. Yeah, because the devil knew if I can turn this creation on its head and change the order, Houston will have a problem forever. Satan has empowered LGBT advocates to redefine marriage and to distort our views of family. That's why every TV show, the woman is smart and the man is stupid. Every TV show. She's handling the business and he's playing with toys. Every. Am I telling the truth? Every show. She's dealing. She's moving and shaking. She's got the advice. When it's time to get serious. The woman talks. But when it's time to be a fool. That's the man's lines. Every show. Because they are reversing the roles and distorting the views of family. Am I telling the truth in here? Yeah, no, ain't no. You have to go get a black and white show. Leave it to Beaver to find a strong man. And they do that on purpose because they want to flip the home, flip the authority, change the way we see the man. We don't see the man as the head, we see a co op. Now, and we see it in church too. Yeah, the man can't pastor now without his wife having a desk in an office as big as his. Yeah, I go in some churches. We went in one church. Their desk was side by side. So I like, well, I got a meeting with the pastor. And then they both sat down. I was like, uh, okay. But Satan has empowered the LGB advocates to redefine marriage and distort our views of family. First Timothy 4 and 1. Now the Spirit expressly uh, speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. They're going to start listening to seducing spirits and start following the doctrines of devils. Meaning that the very church that God has sanctioned and set apart is going to adopt the new age agenda. And begin to push their children further and further from forming family. And push them toward independence so that they would basically be raised up to take care of themselves. This is the LGBT's agenda. Can I keep preaching? LGBT individuals and their allies must live a lie. You got to live a lie. It's like somebody looking at you and saying, hey man, you're black. No, I'm not. I'm blue. No, you're black. I'm blue. Let me go get some people to rally with me to convince everybody that I'm blue. You're living a lie. Your body is telling you woman. But you saying man. I'm going to tell you how crazy it is. A woman that don't want a man goes and gets a woman that's trying to be a man. (laughs) Got a little dizzy right there because that got a little... So you don't want a man, but you want a woman at the barbershop sitting right next to you, getting her fade tightened. I'm like, oh, I don't care. Got her breast tape down. 
big old jacket, football jersey, sagging jeans. They call her a stud. Stud? No, stud means that you're going to procreate. You ain't no stud. How you a stud and you can't procreate? But that shows you they have to live a what? Is that not living a lie? To wake up, sit down on the toilet to start the morning, and then get up and become a man. And then the man stands up to start his morning and sit down the rest of the day. I, I'm just, I, I, I'm just, I, 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 don't, I don't understand. I'm just confused. They must fight against their own what? Conscience. And suffer the consequences of it. It is torturing to live and act contrary to the truth of God. First Timothy 4 and 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. Having their conscience what? Seared. How do you sear your conscience? These people that are happy, saying they're proud, all of these things, they are lie. They have to sear their conscience. And this is something you have to do perpetually. That means every night you got to get full of liquor. You got to smoke some weed. You got to take some drugs. You have to do something to sear your conscience because your conscience is going to agree with your body. In order for a person to live against nature, they must silence their conscience with substance abuse, demonic oppression, or aggressive acceptance techniques. That's when you know somebody has a problem with their own lifestyle because they, they're constantly trying to fight you for your approval. As if fighting you is going to ever get your approval. I don't even understand, but they're going to fight. They're going to march. They're going to carry their signs. They're going to have a gay march. The, I mean, and then the gay pride, they're naked, they're nasty, they're doing vile things. They just walk around. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I mean, you can carry that sign to Mexico. It ain't going to change your body. So they get more and more aggressive because they know they're living a lie. And the more you say it's a lie, they'll just fight you. I saw one old, it was an old lady. And she was coming out of a church. And she had one of the signs or the programs or whatever from the church that was talking against homosexuality. And them homosexuals met her. This happened in Seattle. Met her coming out of the church, jumped on her and beat her up. An old lady. There was another pastor and they knew he had preached the message against homosexuality and they was hiding in the bushes. He walked out of his church. They jumped on him and beat him up. Just, but they're doing that because they know. They know. That's why they got to silence everyone that speaks against it because they know there's something wrong with it. They just don't want you saying it. Gay is a euphemism for sodomite or homosexual. Not surprisingly, self-identified gays are not happy. If they were happy, they wouldn't care what you think. Your happiest moment was when you let go of folks' opinion. Am I telling the truth? Did I just just strike gold? That was your happiest moment when you got over what folks thought, right? So they're not happy because they can't get over what people think because they keep trying to change what people think. Whenever you're worried about what people think, you're not happy. Man, I'm preaching. Romans 1 and 28. And even as they did not want to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not 
convened. The LGBT community fights for approval of the world, don't they? Do they fight for the world's approval? Isn't that their number one job? Always fighting to be approved of by the world. Well, the desire of the world's approval is not of God. Scripture, they are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world and the world heareth them. We are of who? He that knoweth God does what? He that is not of God, what? This is how we know the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You always know the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error because the spirit of error seeks the approval of the world. That's the spirit of error. I don't care who's doing it. When preachers do it, seek the approval of the world. They are in the spirit of error. When you do it, seek to be famous. Seek to be well known. Want your name in lights. Want everybody to know your name. Want to rise up and be the greatest and everybody recognize you. You have the spirit of error. Because you're seeking the approval of the world. Summary! We cannot just pray about the LGBT New World Order. I don't want to hear nobody say that. We ban you off Facebook and all of our EX ministry stuff when you come on there and say, y'all, uh-uh, y'all need to quit. And y'all just need to pray. We just need to shut up. Just hush. Because when they come after you, what you going to do? Lead them in a prayer? When your boss come after you and say, oh, I-, I heard that, you know, you are part of a church that doesn't advocate the homosexual lifestyle and we really advocate it. So I need you to tell me right now, are you a supporter of homosexual uh, gay marriage? We need to just bow our hands right now. Come on, you have to bow our hands. Yeah, let's see. Let, let's see you pray. That's a cop out. Let's pray about it. Let's pray. I've been praying about it. No, we can't just pray about the LGBT New World Order, y'all. Many Christians are being led astray by this agenda. Many believers are being silent and keeping their opinions neutral because, of, because other Christians are afraid. Cultural Christians. I said cultural Christians. What's a cultural Christian? A cultural Christian is a person who wants to be a part of the culture. Welcomed in. This is the seven mountain stuff. Can I preach in here? Yeah, the seven mountainers. Want us to lay off the culture. You know, they want me to quit preaching against the hip-hop culture, subculture, and laying off the Rastafarian drug-using culture or the reggae culture. All these cultures that promote sin and abominations. They want you to stop that because we need to get in those cultures and get raised up in them so we can change those cultures. Yeah, that's what people are preaching now. No, we need to just get in the culture, become a part of it, and change it from the inside. Really? Yeah, that's what they all said. I remember we had an argument on, on Twitter, me and Lecrae. And so we going back and forth. He's trying to tell me about the culture and how to use the culture to change the culture. And you got to get in the culture and this and that and go. You got to go in. And I was like, dude, the culture has changed you already. I said, don't you have a secular mixtape? Ain't you recording with secular artists? Sexual, uh, the, the, the secular cipher? But you're part of all of that. But see, that's my plan, see. Because what I'm going to do, I'm going to infiltrate. Because I'm going to go in like one of them. And then when I look like one of them, 
and start acting like one of them, you're going to be one of them. <laughs> Foolishness. That's the seven mountain theology. That's what they want. And they don't want it to change the culture. They want it to lift themselves up. Because if I can get some movie stars paying me tithes and offering, if I can get a secular artist to start supporting my ministry, man, I'll be large and in charge. I ain't trying to change nothing. You don't become a part of a culture to change that culture. That culture was designed to be the culture that it is. When you change it, it's not that culture anymore. <laughs> no, we're called to be counterculture. Because Christianity is its own culture. We're counter the culture. That means that our kingdom is not of this world. We don't need the seven mountains. We are on our own mountain. But cultural Christians. Condemn those that have a biblical worldview. They say that we're not walking in love or they are not showing the love of Christ. When my son Jonathan acts up and refuses to do what I say, he's never done that. But if he ever, Vicky did, let me use, let me use her. Vicky just refused. I tried to tell her to do something. She looked at me, no. Yeah, Vicky was a, yeah. So, did I stop loving her? No. It was time for me to show how much I really loved her. And I had to show her that by breaking off something. When Landon was little, and Landon was the cutest baby there ever was. Y'all remember, some of y'all remember. I mean, he was just, it was hard to whip him because that boy was just the bomb. But one day, Sabetha told him to do something and tried to grab him and he swung at her. He was three, four, about four years old. Swung at her. Did I stop loving him? No. It was time for me to teach him a lesson. I only had to teach it to him one time. I grabbed him up by his chest. I threw, no I didn't, I flung him up against the door and I told him, if you ever hit my woman again, I'll kill you. And at four years old, I think his heart stopped beating. But he never did it again. You think I didn't love him? If I didn't love him, I wouldn't have cared. God said he who, those he loves, he does what? He chase I'm not going to let you mess your life up. I'm going to intervene and try to stop it and help you because I love you. So if I'm going to walk in love, that means I'm going to walk in truth and that means I'm going to help you if I see you in error. Isn't that walking in love? But yeah, that's the way it is. That's love. So if I'm going to walk in love, I'm going to have to tell people what they're doing. Amen. They say we are not walking in love or they are not showing the love of Christ, though we should not condemn anyone to hell. And that's hard sometimes to not do. They can make you mad enough to hell with thee. Oh, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. 
Sometimes you want to just banish thee. Though we should not condemn anyone to hell, we got to let them know that the wages of sin is death. (laughs) There are two types of sinners that Jesus and the disciples encountered. And there are two types of sinners that you're going to encounter. Can I say that again? Please. See, this is where they they don't want to make a difference here. They want to make it like you are coming against all the sinners the same way. But there are two types of sinners that you're going to confront. Always remember this. The, one, the sinner that desires to hear the truth and the sinner that calls the truth a lie. Can you remember that? There's two, two types, always. There's the sinner that desires to hear the truth and the sinner that calls the truth a lie. The sinner that calls the truth a lie, leave him alone. You can't preach truth to them if they don't believe truth. If they don't believe truth is truth, if they don't believe the Bible, then dude, we don't have anything to talk about. Because you're going to call my God a liar because you don't believe it. So what are we talking about? Why would you waste your breath sitting there trying to convince somebody that God really exists? You're crazy. Why are you wasting your time? I mean, you can't convince them if they don't believe that God exists. You just get no, yes, he does. He if, if God is dead, what makes the flowers bloom? Will you get somewhere? <laughs> get somewhere. Leave him alone. Why are you wasting? <laughs> no, that's somebody that's calling the truth a lie and you can't minister to them. They have to just come to the realization on their own someday. Don't waste your time. When we are confronted with a sinner that desires to hear or welcome God's truth, then we are to minister to them and allow them the opportunity to what? Repent and be born again. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But at least they'll listen to you and receive it. A lot of them are just hurt because of the past they've been through. Hurt because of somebody that taught them truth, let them down. Hurt because they grew up being beat down by the Bible and the word. You never know. But they'll listen and respect it. But when we are confronted by militant homosexuals and other sinners that do not desire change, we must show love by standing for the truth. Sometimes you just got to walk away. I'm gay, I'm proud, I want to be this way. That's just the way I am. And you need to like me. You need to accept me. All right, then. <laughs> what else you going to say? I don't accept you, and you need to quit. <laughs> then it's time to fight. <laughs> Even if it means standing alone, we must represent the kingdom of God and not allow the LGBT community to frighten us. With God, we are the what? Majority. Majority. And we possess what? Kingdom power. Through prayer and the word of God, we can protect our families and launch a counterattack on this anti-Christ agenda. Romans 1 and 32, who knowing the judgment of God, they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same. This last part is describing the cultural Christian. But have pleasure in them that do them. You have quieted yourself and accepted the devil's agenda. But we as believers, we don't accept the Antichrist. We don't accept Antichrist's agenda. 
We don't accept what the devil is doing. We stand for truth no matter what. That doesn't always mean that we're in somebody's face trying to declare what we just saw on a DVD. But it does mean once we have the foundation in it, when the opportunity arises, we can stand up. Amen? Everyone bow your heads. The only way we fight this LGBT agenda is with a counterattack. And that counterattack is to show them what family looks like. You can't redefine marriage because I'm going to prove to you that it won't work. I'm going to show you with my marriage how marriage should go. I'm going to show you that there is joy in giving birth to children. And there is joy in a man and a woman coming together and being married. I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove it. That's the counterattack. That's the only way to fight it. You can argue all day long and they'll argue back. They don't believe your source of validity, which is the word of God. Then you have no argument there. The only way to prove them wrong is to prove God right. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, Father God, for the truth in this message. And God, I thank you, Lord, that we we don't condemn lesbian, gays, bisexual, and transgenders to hell. But we do hold their lifestyles in contempt of your word. Because we believe your word to be our valid source of truth. And because what they do, and even at sometimes what we do, does not line up with it. God, we can't change your word to match us, but we must change ourselves to match your word. So, Father, I pray now that you help us as men and women of ABC and abroad to line up with your word, to line up with your truth, even in our own lives. No matter what the sin is, help us to line up and to get past those issues and different things. And then help us to be examples, God, before the LGBT, before the government, before the new age and the new world order, before the Antichrist system. Let them see that if we line up with your word, God, there is love, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost in it because that is the kingdom. It's not meat or drink. And so, God, we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to even hear a message like this. So that we will know truth and we will know the spirit of truth from the spirit of error. And I pray, God, that we would begin to be examples of you in our homes, with our families, as men, which are husbands and fathers, as women, which are wives and mothers. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.